Good evening. It is Tuesday, October 22nd at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means that we are going live on Facebook through our Dream Dog Central Florida Dog Training Facebook page. And what we do then is usually the next day, usually Wednesday, um, since this is Tuesday, I will upload it onto our podcast and up onto our YouTube channel. Now, why do I do both? Because if you can't uh, hear me, um, YouTube will automatically do subtitles. So that's why we do subtitles uh, and why we do it up on YouTube. Um, because woohoo, I like it whenever it does it that way. And I don't have to. So yay. Um, let's see, what are we talking about tonight, you ask? We're talking about vocab, terminology, and consistency. Because you need all of those. You need, um, we had a client yesterday and uh, a private client last night and we were covering it rich and i were and it was like you know this would be a really good topic for the podcast so i added to our podcast i'm going to have a very special guest on tonight to talk about how to supercharge your dog's kibble but she's sick so we are going to see if we can do that one next time next week she's feeling better which hopefully she will um otherwise we're here. And I have a, a bunch to talk about, a bunch of things. So if you guys have things, um, sometimes, you know, we do the Q&A. Sometimes we have topics. This is a topic time. And, and it's not going to be long because I feel terrible, just the, the dizziness stuff um, and the achiness. And uh, and I got to rest up because I'm going to Disney on Thursday. And then Friday I'm going up to um, up by Lake City, Florida here to do a workshop. So... I got busy, busy time, um, and we got to be good for it. So terminology. I've mentioned this before, and we all need to be on the same path, on the same um, understanding of what the words mean, because words have power, right? Not just um, because it's Halloween and it's time for the witches. And I remember, you know, you guys all know how much I love Doctor Who. Uh, and uh, there was one episode, one really amazing episode where they go back and they visit with Shakespeare. And it's it's great because that's one of the things they say is about how words have power. Um, and they do, but we need to be on the same page with things like emotional support dogs, comfort dogs, service dogs, therapy dogs, pet dogs. Because I get a lot of phone calls from people who tell me that they have, they want a therapy dog to go with them everywhere because they have a disability. Like, that's not what a therapy dog does. At all, that's not what a therapy dog does. Oh, somehow I am not seeing you guys at all with the comments. Um, so here, luckily, I have it open somewhere else. So, hey, guys, um, I am glad to see that y'all are here. And, yeah, so words have power, and we need to be on top of things with um, with, with, with what the, the meanings are. So this is how I define things, and it is how the world should define things because I'm always right. <laughs> uh, and a service dog is a dog who's been tasked, trained to mitigate their owner's disability. That is a service dog, okay? I call puppies, like when we had Jacob and Jesse when they were puppies and when she was a puppy, I called them service puppies because what service puppies are um, service puppies aren't, um, aren't a technical thing. You won't find a service puppy anywhere. It's just what I call them because are they a service dog in training? I mean, technically they are, 
Um, but it's not enough to get your panties in a wad about. Okay, so service dog in training is a dog who is still in training to be a service dog. Um, and service service dogs, like I said, are trapped. An assistance dog. According to the ADA stuff, an assistance dog is any dog who helps people. So a therapy dog is an assistance dog. A service dog is an assistance dog. A, um, a police canine is an assistance dog. A search and rescue dog is an assistance dog. Okay. So a core, I think that's through um, HUD, through Housing and Urban Development. I think, I'm not positive, but I think. So you have that too, that you have uh, have that. And, and some people use service dog and some people use assistance dog, but they are two different things. So service dog, task trained to help an owner's disability. Assistance dog could be task trained, could be an emotional support dog, could be a therapy dog. Um, so it's something that you need to remember on uh, what words you use and keep those in mind as you're using them. Now, what's a therapy dog? A therapy dog just brings love into people who don't have a dog with them. They're only allowed in where they're welcome. When I was in Gainesville, I had so many people who wanted to train their dog up to be therapy dogs. And I remember one had this German shepherd who was extremely fearful. She really wanted the dog to be a therapy dog. And it, it's not going to be in the dog's cards to be a therapy dog right? It's just, it ain't going to happen. And so she wanted to bring the dog out with her everywhere. And I'm like, this dog's already so fearful that bringing this dog out everywhere and forcing people to interact with it is not going to do well. Well, she wanted to go out and buy a vest and bring it everywhere. I don't know why service dog or therapy dogs wear vests because it cuts down on pet time. I think therapy dogs are better off in a bandana because then it, it you know, you put their name on it or whatever. Um, but vest wise, mm, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, and they do, um, Jennifer just said, I always thought assistance dog was just what Europe called service dogs. Um, they do that as well. But so I was talking, um, there was an ADA presenter, um, oh, what was, a year and a half ago or so, um, at an event I was speaking at, and she's the one who said it, and that's whenever it clicked for me, because she kept calling these dogs assistance dogs. I'm like, an emotional support dog is not a ser- an assistance dog, thinking service dog. And, and then it finally clicked for me. And sometimes it takes me a while. If I haven't told you guys yet, you know that um, the jokey question that they ask, you know, what weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of bricks? I'm always like, it's a pound of bricks, dummy. Uh, I'm a very visual learner, so I need to see things to get it. I'm not just hear things. So if you would have shown me a picture, if here's a pound of bricks, it's one brick. So here's a pound of feathers. It's like this much feathers. It would have been clearer to me. So, you know, sometimes I need to be hit over the head with something to get it. (laughs) But... Uh, but yeah, they do call them that over there. So unless you're in Europe, if you're in America, it's, you know, that that's kind of the definition of it. Now, an emotional support dog is just a dog that makes you feel happy. Every single pet dog's pretty much an emotional support dog. Because, you know, they are. Um, there is a special um, term, emotional support dog or emotional support animal. And what that does, having an emotional support, um, you have to have a letter from your psychiatrist or psychologist saying, um, that you would benefit you and non, and they can also f- currently fly with you, but that is changing. Okay. Then there's pet dogs and everybody knows what a pet dog is. So we have service dogs, emotional support dogs, uh, uh, therapy dogs and pet dogs. Now there's a new one I've heard. I've had a couple people call me on with asking about this and I want to ask them, what the heck are you talking about? Cause I have no idea. And it's a comfort dog. 
It's an emotional support dog. Um, it is. There's just no buts about it. It's it's just an emotional support dog. Is all it is. Um, there's no. They can't go out. And and the the first woman who from, um, she didn't that she had emotional she emotional support. I don't know. If she needed it or if she wanted it. But but she um, what was she saying? She was asking me about training for a comfort dog. And so I kept referring to it as an emotional support because, again, I'm all about the terminology. I'm not doing it to be a bitch. I'm because we need clear on the terminology. So more terminology vocab is a certification of service dogs. There is none. I mean, I do recommend that you, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's which means do a public access test, do the canine good citizens, train up everything that you need, document everything that you need. Um, so you have that. But I get people a lot who, well, when I'm done, he'll be a certified service dog, right? I mean, technically, you'll have all the stuff if you do the work. If you're calling me up, because I've also had this happen, you know, I want to get my dog trained up to be a certified service dog. Well, you know, there's no such thing as a service dog. Well, you've seen that online. And I said, no, that's a scam. Um, those websites where you pay anywhere from free to say $600 or more, um, they, they're they not, you know, that it doesn't mean anything. Oh, so so how do I put a service dog? By doing the training and documenting it all and having a dog who is freaking amazing. Oh, but you can't certify the dog for me? Nope, I can't because like, it doesn't exist. Oh, well, then what do I need you for to get the training in? Because most people can't train their dog to sit on their own and to not pull when they walk. And, you know, they're busy. People have lives. And with a disability on top of that, you were super busy with everything. You know, you might be able to, meh, for the, for the dog, right? But you you do everything right. You're above problems, right? So, yeah. So that that's been our... Our fun is trying to get this this vocab down right. So whenever people ask, like I said, I'm not trying to be a brat about it and to show that they're wrong. I'm trying to show that, you know, we have to be consistent with everything that we say. So Deb just said, they're using them in courtroom for children mostly. They really need to use the correct vocab. Yeah, I'd call that a therapy dog, even if it's in the courtroom for children. You know, if you're talking about the comfort dog. I mean, if they want to call the therapy dog for the kids a comfort dog, I'd still call it a therapy dog first but again people um so that um, i wanted to talk about uh the power of words i have my little notes you guys know i have notes whenever i do my talks with you a lot of times. yes we talked about that um your dog's name okay here i'm uh, really i'm reading a book called dog and the author goes to some of the differences it's on amazon it's very helpful regarding all of this that's good that's a good clip bring it down whenever you come down um, unless it's an ebook, and then like you'd probably bring it down anyway. Um, the name, the dog's name. So here's a fun one. Um, your dog's gonna have a. Someone had said this, and I loved it. And I'm like, I am totally stealing that. And I don't know who said it. Might have been me. Might not have. Um, having a formal name for your dog. Your dog. So whenever you're working your dog, you use your dog's formal name. So, for example, Django, his, his formal real name is Django. Um, his nickname can be, um, I call him Buddy. 
why is because I started calling AeroBuddy, and then I realized with Django how I started calling AeroBuddy is, uh, you know, just having kind of a generic name for when you're working some of the clients. Uh, they did good without you calling your name, <laughs> which sometimes doesn't ever happen here, but with some trainers it happens. So, um, so I call him Buddy. And so he'd come over because Malin was, if you didn't know this, Malin was, they're very jealous. Um, they're very needy. Uh, and they, they love to get all the attention ever. Okay. And we thought it was just Arrow. It's not as Django as well. Um, but so he'd come running over. So I said, oh, what do you want to be the buddy? You want to be Buddy Arrow. And by calling him Buddy Arrow, um, what we did is we classically conditioned Buddy to mean the same thing as Arrow because we set up basically 1.6 seconds before the established cue. Um, here, Deb says she calls Loki Buddy whenever we're on. People ask me his name. Yep. Um, so, so Buddy Arrow. And so Django, I knew before I even got him, I was going to call him Buddy. So, and it could be that, um, you know, his formal name is Django, uh, you know, with, with um, his kind of mind. Um, we're out in public. I could call him the wrong name, but he has his Instagram. Like I talk about him all the time. I don't want people to find him online and be like that crazy woman lied to me. Um, so usually whenever I talk to him, it's buddy, you know, but his, his real name is Django. So you can have that for the service dogs. You can also do it for commands. So if we're outside playing and I kind of want him to meander over this way, cause he's got maybe a little too close to the road or a little too close to the chickens or he kind of become a straggler. Um, you know, like you can use the nickname, Hey, you know, Flipsy, come over here. Um, whereas if I want my dog to come here, it'd be Django come. Okay. So you can see there where we're having it. Now he was in the kitchen with Rich. This is a while ago. He was, he was younger than what he is now. Um, but he was in the kitchen with Rich and Rich says to me, call your dog. And it's open concept. I'm, I'm in the, uh, the, the room and, um, he's in the kitchen and like, I could see him, I could call him, but chopping up, chopping up, um, steak to make like maybe beef and broccoli. And uh, I, if I called Django over first, if he came over to me and he left a steak, that would be really nice, right? Which would be fantastic. But here's the bigger thing is he's going to realize that I don't have steak. I don't have anything that good. Um, so I don't know if he's going to come over to me or not. And I'm not going to. So he's asking me, when he asks me, he's like, call your dog over. I'm not going to call my dog over. I'm trying to get him away from steak whenever... Um, you know, whenever, whenever that's over there, like it's just that temptation is too high. So if I wanted to, I'd have to go over, get him, put him on a leash, bring him over to me and work him, which is fine. Um, but watch it because how many people would say, call the dog over? Okay, you know, dog here, the dog comes over, pet, pet, and that's it. And what's the dog going to realize? Well, when I come to you, it sucks and I get away from steak and I don't want to get away from steak. So I'm not going to come over to you next time. So I told Rich, I said, I'm not calling him over. <laughs> you know, like he's not jumping on you, he's not counter surfing, he's not trying to steal it. He's just sitting there to like toss him a couple if you want to, um, or keep it until the end. But I'm not I'm not calling him up for that. So Stacy just said your name suggested is awesome, Jasper's his AKC name, but we call him Feet, which is his nickname, so we'll do the reverse in public. Yep, Michelle says I did that when people ask his name, I call him it was um Diggy and then and when they say the name Oliver looks at me. 
Um, and Jeanette says, one of my puppies is going to be trained, hopefully, as a facility dog to detect anxiety and stress cues for patients. How would you classify this? Probably just as a facility dog, because technically he's doing service dog work, but he's not doing service dog work for one person. He's doing service dog work for more people. Um, so I a combination, you know, I, I call it a facility, you know, combination of service and therapy. Because if he's a faculty dog, facility dog, is he going to be going out to the grocery stores? Is he going to go to the hospital? Is he going to go to the movie theaters with them? You know, and, and who's he going to, um, when he takes the cues, the anxiety and stress cues, is the, um, the goal? Is he going to tell that? Is he going to go over and tell, you know, his primary handler? Um, because he does need, all dogs need to have a primary handler. You can't just hope he'll like, go to everybody. Um, and they have to know what to do as well. It's a dentist office. Oh, okay. So for that, um, I'm thinking something totally different. So I do have a couple um, clients who are pediatric dentists. And one of them, um, he did that with his dog. His dog was then just a therapy dog. So because he made the people feel better about being there since his people were, you know, pediatric dentists, you know, his people were kids. Um, that's, that's what the dog's job at, at the dentist office was, was to, you know, make them happier, you know, spread joy to people that don't have dogs with them in, in stressful environments. So, um, the dog did great with his name was Shorty. He was the best little dog. Um, so yeah, but it was just a therapy dog. And the same way home, the person had to stop, Shorty's owner had to stop at the grocery store. He couldn't bring Shorty in with him you know, because he was just a therapy dog and it's hard on them. So you need to have things set up for therapy dogs in situations like that. You need to have a crate for him. You need to have a timeout area that people don't come in and annoy him. Um, you need to give him breaks. Like he can't go to work with you 24 or eight, five, uh, great idea for not giving the commands. It can't be enforced good or bad. Yep. Yep. Stacy, that's it. Exactly. Um, but they want him to alert anxiety. So uh, with the anxiety alerts, Everyone's a little bit different. So when we teach anxiety alerts, um, some people, they might start uh, biting their nails or pulling their hair or picking at their skin. So that's what we do when it, we want this behavior. We want the dog to come and get them out of that and to get them to place. And part of that is to, uh, because they bond with them. Now say I'm doing, I'm, I'm starting to freak out. Maybe. <laughs> In my, hold on, my breath starts going. Your dog can come up and alert for that. I need to know, okay, this is what I need to do. So train the dog, give me a ball, bring me your leash. Up in my lap, just my, my hand uh, with your nose. Nose my hand with your nose. That would make sense. Um, you know, so there's things particular to the person, uh, you know, have to acknowledge it or the dog more persistent what you might end up with is a dog who's like whacking his paw. So I don't train paw alerts until the dog's a little bit older because sometimes it just becomes up down your leg and it hurts. And you want that. And I Apparently, we metabolize the pain stuff differently, and it doesn't last. 
you know how much I wanted to scream whenever I found out? I was at the uh, DNC last year, well, over a year ago, and they put and it was just so, came out of it so bad. Screaming, well, I'm not screaming. I'm going to pass on the structure. They had to belt me down onto the structure because I'm like, I'm going to pass. I need to go to the bathroom, but I'm going to pass. You know, and they did my blood pressure, and it was really, really low. Get just here now. Stat word, but mine sounds better. Um, we need to do an EKG. So they hooked me up and they did an EKG. Um, you know, and then they ended up giving me two doses of adrenaline, isn't it? Like whatever it is, um, like two of those to, to get my blood pressure back up because it just really, it didn't do well. Let's just say, um, and really at before then time I was in a hospital was when I had Luke as a plan C section. So it had been 17 years since I had been in the hospital for anything really. Um, you know, for a procedure. And and it was just, it was awful. And so that's whenever um, cancer hoo-ha doctor wanted to remove my hoo-ha, I was like, "Mm -mm, I really, I can't go back underneath the knife like that. It's just not happening. Um, It really was, was terrible. So, you know, next time I go for something like that, you bet your bottom I'm bringing one of the dogs in with me. Because I didn't, because I left them at home with Luke and my parents were down. Um, Rich took me. Uh, to the hospital, but it was just, it was so hard coming out of it. So like unless the dentist, then I needed a, uh, um, the, one of my fillings had cracked. So they needed to, to take it out and put a crown on it, which is fine. Okay. We needed a crown, except they couldn't get the filling out because every time they'd shoot me up with Novocaine, it wasn't kicking and it wasn't lasting, you know, uh, if, if it worked at all. So he was shooting me up like multiple times and nothing. I went into his office two or three times and nothing. So he sent me to a specialist and the specialist gave me, I want to say tramadol. I like that. And then he put me, um, he gave me an iPod, not an iPad, an iPod, um, when I could pick a movie. And he had one of the Star Wars movies, one of the newer ones. So I put the new Star Wars movie on and I got maybe, maybe a half hour or so into it and he was done. And, you know, I had the headphones on to listen to it. I was watching that, you know, I had the tramadol, so I was relaxed. And that was definitely awesome. And I'm like, put that in my notes. So this last time, I was just at the dentist for a cleaning like a week and a half ago. And I told him about the Erlodanlos, the EDS. And, uh, and someone had said there that, like, they know their dentist knows what it is and that this works out really good with EDS patients, this formula. And it's like these numbers and I don't know what all it is. So I had saved it. I had screenshot it and saved it on my phone. So I showed the the um, dental tech. Um, this has to go in my file, I think, um, unless it's, I got it on Facebook. So I'm like, I don't know if it's legit or anything, but I'm like, this needs to go in my file because I was diagnosed with, you know, with EDS and I told her a little bit about it. So they went over, I had to write it down how to spell it and everything. So they, they went over and I guess the front desk girls, they looked it up on the computer to see what exactly it was. And there's this test you can go through to see if you have it. Um, it's, I don't know how many steps, but to see, cause there's different, um, different types from the EDS, all but one are genetic. The one that's not genetic is the hypermobility. So some of the things that you do with hypermobility is you see if you can bend your thumb back to touch your, um, can't see this one. Wow, here, you can see it now. 
bring your thumb back to touch your forearm, which I can do on both hands. Um, how far back does your pinky bend? If it bends um, like that, um, that's one of them. Do your elbows hyperextend, which my elbows don't hyperextend, but my knees do. Um, that's the only one I don't have is the elbows hyperextending, but my knees hyperextend. Um, can you stand up, bend over, and touch your palms flat on the ground? Um, I guess everyone in the office was doing these, and they're like, oh, my God, I think I have this too. And uh, and the dentist is like, well, I can give you the uh, the um, the drugs. I can give you Novocaine, and we can see if it affects you because it doesn't affect her, and that's one of the signs maybe. And it's, it's one of the fun things because it's not that everybody gets the same um, symptoms and, and has the same things. So that, that was my little fun thing on um, – or anxiety at the dentist. Um, yeah. So, um, so Nate, so you don't want to do it if you can't enforce it. So say my dog's out there and he doesn't really know come and call Jen. He's out there running, chasing my cows. I can't go and call them, call him to come because I know he's not going to come and I'm going to ruin that command. So whenever we were at the condo, our whole area was fenced, but our yard wasn't. So the dogs would go, I keep an eye on them. Sometimes they had e-collars on, sometimes they didn't. And since we had multiple dogs, I was too lazy to put them all on leashes. I was, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you know, when we first got them, my personal dogs, I, I was too lazy. My client dogs always went on on leashes. But, you know, when we first got the dogs, I would put them out on a leash, on a long leash or a flexi leash, but I wouldn't do that once. Once they were trained, I was good. But if they start wandering too far, I wanted them to come back. But it wasn't a come or a here. It was more of this way. Zoe, this way. Should I this way? And this meant get your little body back here. Okay? It didn't mean come. So they kind of toddle down this way. And it was fine. And that worked. So, you know, you can have different commands for that. Um, Ian Dunbar recommends having an emergency recall. Emergency recall. I think that's nuts. If I tell my dog to come here, they better get your butt over here. It's not an option. But on that regard, if it isn't vital that they come over here, I'm not going to be a jerk about it and be like, come here every single time. You know what I mean? So for that, my emergency recall is whenever I call you, you get your butt over here. <laughs> it's kind of like the whenever you were kids. Um, Jennifer says she has heads in the... Um, which is the hyperactive EDS and the elbows is the only one I don't have either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you have that. Um, so the commands you want to watch it. If you can't enforce it, don't ask for it. Okay. If I tell my dog to sit and my dog doesn't sit, I have to enforce it. Okay. And that might be touching his butt. It might be going a little on the collar. It might be touching the e-collar. Um, it might be giving him that look. But he has to sit. He can't just be like, no. And I say, okay. And nothing gets done. Uh, so with the commands, you, you need that, okay? Uh, when do you add name? When do you add the dog's name? So my husband's name's Rich. Right? He's not in here, so I'm going to pick on him a little bit. If I say, go to the mailbox, Rich, and or can you get the mail rich? That sounds better. Can you get the mail rich? He doesn't know if I've been talking to you, if I'm talking to the dogs, if I'm talking to myself, if I'm talking on the phone or if I'm talking to him. So he's going to blow me off until he hears his name. Then he's going to say, oh my God, don't you listen to me? Go get the mail rich. Come on now. Uh, and, and it's just rude because you're setting him up for failure. But how many people do that to the dogs? 
come on, come on, get over here, come on, Joe's our, you know, Fluffy, come. And you're talking about stuff, and Fluffy is just putzing around doing and by the time, you know, you say Fluffy, come, first you're using it you usually don't use with your dog, and second, you're pissed. You're going to get there, and you're going to be like, I told you to come five minutes ago. And don't train that way. Like, set your dog up for success. So if you're in a conversation with your dog, that's fine. You don't have to use your dog's name. It doesn't have to be, I'm fluffy sit, fluffy down, fluffy here, fluffy touch, fluffy this, fluffy that, right? Um, but if you're not having a conversation with your dog and you give him a command, use his name first. So if I'm walking and I come to a stop and I say, fluffy sit, it's very fluffy to sit. Uh, and, and that's different from, you know, I'm walking, I'm talking to a friend, I'm talking to a friend, I'm talking to a friend, and I say, Sit and sit. Fluffy, why didn't you sit? I told you to sit. No, you didn't. You told that person to sit that you were just having the conversation with. And that's the difference there, too. Okay? Yeah, uh, Claire says, you're so right regarding repeating commands. It's crazy. So everybody repeats. I'll repeat occasionally. I try not to. But this is going to be my challenge for you guys for this week. Is record yourself during a training session and then play it back and listen, or have somebody do check marks every time you repeat yourself. So if you say sit, 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 that's ah, a whole bunch of little check marks, right? But you can't count your own check marks. You can't because you're not going to realize that you're doing them. Uh, so you need somebody else there. And whenever we're working with clients, we try to bring it to their attention because it's just going to hurt their training. Do you want to be the one that your dog sits after you say it five times or if you say it one time? I want to be the one that they, you know, only has to say it one time. But I, the dog has to know that I'm talking to them. So if I'm talking to you guys, then I can say, Fluffy, sit. Notice how I get Fluffy chance to look at me, focus on me, and prepare for an upcoming command, right? There's not really a dog named Fluffy here. It's imaginary. But my dogs are back here, so I don't want to be using their names. Yeah, Django's here. Um, Candy's here. I think Bruce here. Zoe might be here. Um... Gypsy's not here because Gypsy's in her crate right now. We have to still switch out because um, I still don't want ugly puppies. And now um, she needs a bath. If she's knocked up, I don't know if I want them playing because they play kind of rough together. Uh, so you got to know that. Um, bark and no bark. So you might have heard. You might have heard. It's popular. How do you teach your dog to stop barking at something or stop jumping? You you name it, you name what the bark is, and then you just don't ask for it. See how smart I am? I just won't ask for it. And this is very common in certain circles of dog training, like the posse trainers will do this quite a bit. Um, but here's the, the main flaw with that thought is now you've not only named it, but you've made it legal because you've rewarded it. So if you have a dog who... Um, barks out, out the window at whatever, and you name it bark, right? Um, now it's legal, so you might get rewarded at some point for bark. And if you say no bark, right, I'll, I'll use no bark. What the dog hears is bark. So this is one thing I want you to do. I'm going to tell you something, but I don't, don't, don't want you to picture this in your head. Don't picture in your head, don't picture in your head a unicorn with pink mane, a gold horn, wearing a purple crown, um, riding a unicycle, juggling in with beach balls. Did you picture it or any part of it? 
You did, right? But I told you not to. It's the same thing with bark, no bark. You say, no bark, no bark, no bark. Your dog hears bark, bark, bark. How are barking together? So you've got to really understand what, what you're saying to your dog. Um, you have to have that vocab right. You have to have the terminology. You have to have the consistency. You have to have the order right. Um, you have to be on top of things if you're going to do this. So this is where my index card training comes in, right? So write down the, what you're doing on index cards and then put them around the house. So at, at the door, you might have auto set. So you want your or threshold or sit or down or look or focus or whatever. And you can even put down fluffy sit. So you remember at the door, fluffy sit. Made it easier. And so you put them in all your doors. So you remember fluffy sit every single time. Put it on top of their crate, fluffy sit. Okay. But that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. And that was all I wanted to talk about tonight. And since I'm not feeling good, I'm not going to stay on very long. Um, so I'm going to sign off, but keep track. So like I said, remember your homework, guys. Your homework is to, what's your homework? Have somebody either record you, well, you can set up and record yourself, even if it's just audio only, but have somebody um, go through and hash mark every time you repeat yourself, okay? Uh, my mom always talked to command, not your property when the dogs would bark. That's cute. I like that. Um, Zoe, my old 14-year-old girl, border collie girl, border collie, um, in quotes, she barks at the ups and the, the FedEx, and I'm fine with that because she's 14 and she's allowed to at 14. <laughs> I'm not going to get on her case about it. Like, it makes her happy. Not a lot makes her happy. She's she's in a lot anymore. So um so I will see you guys next week. Um I will get pictures from um Magic Kingdom if we can. I brought Candy in town today. I got like one picture of her in the Jeep, and that was it. I wasn't feeling good, so she got to help me out in Walmart. Yay. But so I will catch you guys next week. Have fun, have a great week, and do your homework and let me know how many times you repeat your commands. <laughs>